Hi, I'm Rail Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker, one of the co-hosts. And with me from Brisbane is Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. And from Johannesburg in South Africa, Billy Silicani, a global business speaker and organizational culture expert who spends his life assisting organizations to build high-performance cultures. Welcome, Billy. Hi, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much, guys. It's an honor and a privilege to serve you. And Billy, follow us. Yeah. welcome. And it's, it's an absolute delight to have you on the podcast with us. Uh, it's been a while since we've been face-to-face. Um, and um, you've been doing some interesting stuff in recent times, working within organizations, helping them fine-tune their culture. And a lot of our listeners, of course, are business people. And, you know, culture is one of those really critical pieces to get right. And if you get it wrong, it's bad news. So give us some ideas about the things that we should be doing to, to tune up our culture and make it work right. Okay. So one of the things that we, we pick up in a lot of organizations is, I always say that there's, there's two sides to every organization. There's the philosophical side, the glue that keeps the organization and the people together and the strategic side, which is the engine of the performance and the deliver on business uh, strategic objectives. Now, certainly in most organizations, they will take a lot of their time and a lot of their processes designing a top-notch strategy. And sadly, you know, statistically over 65% of those strategies will fail because there is no culture that supports the deliver of that strategy. And so when we, what we do is we come in and we look at the strategy that we say to the organization, your strategy must inform your, 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 your structure. So it's not structure first and strategy after. So you, you create a strategy, then you say, if this is our strategy, what kind of structure can help us achieve this? Once you've done that, then you then qu- you look at your, your, your culture and say, do we have a culture which is aligned, which is congruent, which can help us deliver on this? And, and our point of departure when it comes to culture is to question uh, uh, demonstrable, visible behavior from top to bottom, from the guys at the bottom up to leadership. And that question can be answered by the, under, the global understanding of the core values. Now, a lot of people, certainly in, in organizations, they've got their core values on their annual report, they've got it on the reception, uh, but people don't understand them. You know? and, and, and once people don't understand what the values are, it could tell you one thing that the culture is not by, def- by design, but it's by default. And, and when it comes to understanding the values, and most organizations, of course, they've, got, they've had these values for 5, 10, 15 years or so, but still there is no common narrative or common understanding around the, the values. And the first thing that we do is to help them to redefine what those values are. Now, we do two kinds of definition. We do what we call a global definition, globally. So if an organization has got, let's say, 500 people, and it's got, let's say, 10 departments or 10 divisions, yeah. your values must, must first be defined at a global perspective. As an organization, if we say where one of our values is integrity, what does it mean for the organization? Integrity. And 
And the way that we do it, we make sure that every individual has an opportunity to say their say in the process. It's a, it's a process that we depend on the size of the organization, but our our intervention are between six and eighteen months, depending on the on the on the on the geography, uh, on the level of people in the organization, and on how the intervention get intertwined in the operational uh, plans. So the first thing that we do is we do a global definition and everybody defines what this is. Huh? We take all the data, we work with the data, and then we take the data back to them where we've taken what everybody said and given them three definitions. And then we then send them back to the organization and each person then votes and say, okay, I think this is what it means for me. And then we take the bigger number and say, out of the three definitions, this is the one that you know everybody understands and everybody is aligned to. <laughs> Once we've done that, we then take them to departmental environments. We say, this is the global definition of the organization at a global level, but what, what does it mean for you as a department? Uh, for argument's sake, people would say integrity means living up to your word. That's the global definition. But what does it mean for your department? If you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're in admin, if you're in finance, if you're in HR, what does that mean for you? And, and most of the time, why we want people to define it at the departmental level is because the departments have got two roles most of the time. They've got internal customers and external customers. Now, we say that uh, brand and culture are two sides of the same coin. Brand is the internal attachment and the internal connection that the people have with organization, uh, uh, culture, and then brand is the external experiences that customers have with the organization. Now, each department must then say, let me give an example. HR is the one that has most internal customers. So HR would say, for us, integrity means when we say to a particular department we'll deliver a particular process within a particular time, we will do that exactly the way that we've said it. So that's our integrity point, and that's our integrity call. And, and so it goes. And once we've, we've done both the global definition and the departmental definition, then we say to people, what are the visible, demonstrable behaviors which we can hold each other accountable for based on the definition of these values. And we, we go through the same process. Uh, it's quite an, an, an engaged process where we, we, do, we do workshops, we do uh, uh, round tables, we do uh, a consultation. And once we've done that, we then take, so now we've got a clearly defined global definition, we've got a clearly defined departmental division, and then we've got three defined demonstrable behaviors. Now we take those three demonstrable behaviors, we attach them to their KPAs, and it becomes part of their performance a contract. Because one of the things that we've seen in organizations is you'll find that there's someone who's technically capable or who's a top salesperson, but they don't care about the culture. And we say to people, that one person has got the capacity to destroy your organization. And we've seen in many, many instances where super performers, because they, they, they have an illusion that says, I bring the bacon, and then they end up not following the values, and they go outside and bring bad deals to the organization. And before you know it, there are court cases. And before you know it, it's too late. The organization gets fined, you know, millions and millions of dollars because of one person's one person being allowed to behave in a particular way. Now, once that is done, we then launch this new uh, way of doing things within the organization. We usually give it a theme, and then... We, we, we then say, this culture has to be attached to the original story of the organization. What is the story? You know, when did the organization start? What are the greatest highlights? You know, what keeps you guys together? And once that story is redefined to everybody, the CEO then becomes the chief storyteller, but not only he, everybody else has to own the story. So when they bring in new employees, 
the, the telling of the story becomes part of the induction. And we usually then uh, insist in a very nice way that they should create a, a docu-movie, small little docu-movie about the story of the organization. That also makes a part of their, 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 their knowledge bank, and that also picks up, makes a part of their, of their induction. And once everything has been done, we then do a, a, every 90 days for the, first, uh, uh, for the first year, for 90 days, we do a quick diagnostic to check if people are living the values. Very quick diagnostic. And what, what that does, it gives us a very beautiful picture. It will tell us Department X of the four values, they're leaving the three and the one they're dropping the ball. And that you can attach to their performance, which is quite amazing. And so as we do... That, that's one hell of a process, mate. That, that's very comprehensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's the buy-in though? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking if you've got a big organisation, there's going to be a lot of people at a lot of levels being a bit sceptical about this stuff. Well, we have a lot of data and we have a lot of research that has proven that our concept delivers value because at the end of the day, it's about two things. It's about reducing cost and wastage and increasing revenue. And our process has proven over and over again that we do these things very well. In some instances, there's an ROI within six to seven months of the process. We can show that uh, this department have been you know, producing uh, uh, material that went out to clients, but that had so many comebacks. And why were there so many comebacks? Because there was no integrity in the process. Right. Now that it is part of their value system, every product that goes out has to pass their value system. And, and for salespeople, we say to them, when you go to a sales call, your sales call is not successful because you've closed the deal. Your sales call is successful because it has passed the culture integrity test. Did you live up to the values of the organization when you close the deal? And if you've done that, you're then going to have long-term relationships, not short-term relationships, because we all know that salespeople are driven by the commission that they make. And because they are commission-driven, they do make very fundamental mistakes that will have the integrity of the organization at stake. I mean, if you look at the, 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 the Facebook story, we remember the Facebook story with um, uh, that uh, a company in London that was uh, uh, taking data, uh, uh, you know, and it happened because guys were selling data to make yeah. money. Yes. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of organizations in the world that have committed big mistakes because the culture was very toxic and people did not have clearly defined values that they held each other accountable with those values. And by the way, we've also seen super successful organizations that became successful not of the products they sell, but because of the values and the culture that they have. One example is Zappos in the US. Over and over again, Zappos is number one when it comes to global organizational culture. And most people don't know Zappos for the products that it sells because Zappos doesn't own any product. They sell everybody else's product. But they've become a $2.3 billion business because they've got a very powerful culture and people outside now love the brand because the brand is a proper reflection of their culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a, um, you know, it's one of, probably one of the most important processes that you can get right in an organization, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But you can also get it wrong. Yeah. And you get it wrong, uh, Lindsay, when, when CEOs or the head of businesses believe that culture is the business of HR. But yeah. culture is everyone's business. Culture it's, is everybody else's business. It's not culture, the business of HR. Culture defines the organization, absolutely. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the question I have, and I've done, you know, 87 interviews so far around 25 countries on culture. 
um, for a book that I want to publish. And, and I found, I totally agree with you that, that values, although purpose, you know, actually came out as well quite heavily, that both values and purpose define the, the real rich and robust cultures and the toxic organizations don't have that. Mm. Just, just a question for you in terms of, you know, let's, let's go to a little bit negative, but what's the, you know, what drives the toxicity? And that's the first question. The second one is, uh, what I found is in organizations with a great culture, the CEO was prepared to communicate from the heart, but at every level of the organization, where a lot of CEOs tend to sit in the ivory tower. How do you encourage CEOs to actually be, be human with particularly you know, large workforces? You know, uh, this, this has been a very, very difficult conversation for a long time with a lot of CEOs because <laughs> I don't know if you've read this book called Snakes in Suits. You know, it's, it's a very powerful book. You must read it. It speaks about the, the kind of uh, behavior that CEOs of super successful organizations have towards people and towards themselves. Now, what I like about COVID, which I'm writing a, I'm writing a new keynote, and that keynote is called The Death of Toys and Titles. <laughs> now, this conversation is easier now than it was before. And why is it easy? Because when COVID came, titles completely died. Because here you are, you're CEO of this multinational with, with multiple uh, locations around the world. Now you've got to work at home. To your children at home, you're not the CEO. You're yeah. dead. The father. So the title is gone. And because most CEO and so much money, they've got toys, they've got yachts, they've got Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Guess what? It was lockdown. Nobody was driving their Ferrari. Nobody was taking their yacht into the ocean. So the toys and titles died. And when the toys and title died, it brought us to one place, humanity. That at the end of the day, we are connected. We are, it does not matter how much money you earn. It does not matter where you live. We are all connected because here's one virus which is very democratic in its appearance and in what it does. It doesn't care whether you're white, black, rich, poor, Indian, Chinese, everybody got affected, everybody got affected. And I think now the conversation becomes much more easier than it used to be before. But before we would use the examples of other CEOs. One of, one of the superstars that we used quite a lot is the late Hep Kelleher, who was the founder and the CEO of Southwestern Airline. I mean, his story is, is amazing. I mean, Southwestern Airline for over 40 years became the only profitable airline on planet Earth for over 40 yeah. years. Wow. And, and it was not, I mean, he, Hep Keller said that all airlines have got airplanes, but what we have, they don't have. And what they had was a very powerful culture. And that culture permeated their brand everywhere. I mean, they had 58,000 employees. Just think about it. 58,000 employees in multiple sites, but the culture was the same everywhere you went. That's amazing, and, and, isn't it? That's a fantastic story, Billy. And, and I'd like to, you know, look at, at, a, at a part two interview for our, for our listeners because, you know, everybody likes to hear more of the story, particularly with such a world expert and, and culture champion as you are. So, We'd like to wrap up part one of our interviews with Mr. Billy Selekani from Johannesburg, South Africa, and we will continue with the second interview in part two. And we will we'll see you on the next episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.